From the Shepherd House International in Georgetown, Guyana, Bishop Victor Connors Asabre, anointed by God, will inspire you with rare and down-to-earth but provoking teachings from the Word of God to love the Lord deeply and to devote yourself to His work. Discover how God can change your life and ministry forever. Now, here is Bishop Collins. Father, tonight, what a privilege to be in your house. Thank you for your presence here tonight. You came to fix our broken lives. Every aspect, every area of our lives, salvation takes care of it. Thank you for what you have in store for us tonight. I pray we will not leave the same as we came. Thank you, Father, for your presence. In Jesus' name, somebody said, Amen. Hallelujah. Give Jesus a better, better hand clapping. You may please be seated. You're welcome to uh, the third session tonight. It's a marathon, isn't it? Yeah. You should try it. I encourage you know, the pastors of the Give Thyself Holy. You should try preaching, steady preaching. I'm used to preaching a lot. It's good to preach a lot. Because that's one of our major jobs as pastors, to preach. Jesus walked around, traveled around, preaching and teaching about the kingdom of God. So one of the things that pastors and ministers do is you travel and you preach. Hallelujah. You know, I can have, I can preach from morning till night. <laughs> Why not? Because that's my job. It's because you have to, you know, um, have lunch and, and, you know, take a break and all of that. Otherwise, I can preach. I, if you don't mind, I can even preach from now till tomorrow morning. <laughs> But I have to stop because some, some, some people will be tired, some people will be hungry, some people want to sleep and all of that. So we give ourselves time so that we stay within the time. Uncle Kurt, it's good to see you. I hear you brought a lot of gold. <laughs> My trunk is going to be filled with, with gold. D called me. He said, I should bring all the gold. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> no, no what? Don't give lace. I said, no, lace. Don't give lace none. <laughs> All right. Um, it's a blessing. I think eight years ago when I came, you, you came as well. It's nice to see you. You love Madia. I'm sure Madia also loves you. Maybe lace you come and live here, you know, and then do something. Hallelujah. Tonight, uh, briefly, I want to uh, speak about, I want to preach about the presence of God and prosperity. The presence of God and prosperity. The presence of God and prosperity. How many of us are okay? You don't want to prosper. What, where you are is okay. Is anybody here like that? We talk about prosperity. Oh, no, Bishop, don't worry. I, I, I prospered already. I'm all right. Is there anybody here who say, at least you can take a little bit more of prosperity? Is there somebody here like that? Who say, oh, Bishop, I want to prosper. Anybody who wants to prosper? Yeah, only five people. Yeah, you must want to prosper. Hallelujah. What many people don't understand and don't know is that prosperity comes with knowing God. Prosperity is not something you do in a secular realm. Or let's say you go to school, you get a higher education, or you do business, or maybe somebody leaves you an inheritance. That is not what brings prosperity. What brings prosperity is salvation. Are you with me? Salvation is the source of all 
prosperity. But tonight, the presence of God and prosperity. Now, the presence of God is something that is very costly. It's very expensive. But it is available to the children and the people of God. Do you understand? If God is our father, right, it means that you serve or you live in the presence of the king or in the presence of God. And the presence of God from the scriptures is what has made a lot of people prosperous. Sometimes people don't even know that it is God who has prospered them. They don't even understand that. The thing is by their hard work. The thing is by uh, their intelligence, by their wisdom. Whatever you are able to do to prosper, it is God who gave it to you. Are you, are you following what I'm trying to say? And so prosperity is like getting to know a king. You know, if you get to know a king, or if you live in the presence of a king, you know that you, some, things, some good things will fall upon your life. I mean, I agree with what I'm saying. Yeah, if, if you are the child of a king, or you live in the palace of a king, or you are in the presence of the king, albeit frequently or periodically, definitely there's something from the king or from the palace that you have access to, unlike those who don't have access or who don't uh, go into the presence of that king. And, and, and just want to explain this with Esther chapter 8, verse 15. Just with this, Esther chapter 8, verse 15. If you know a king and you go into his presence, what he has also follows you. The scripture says here is that a Mordecai, Mordecai, Esther's uncle, Mordecai, he went out from the presence of the king in royal apparel of blue and white. Blue in the Bible symbolizes royalty. You get it? So Mordecai went into the presence of the king. And then when he left, are you with me? He went into the presence of the king with nothing. But when he left the presence of the king, the Bible says that he left the presence of the king in royal apparel. His countenance, the way he was dressed, changed. He was now wearing blue and white. And then he had a great crown of gold. That's not how he entered the king's palace. You get it? And with a garment of fine linen and purple. And the city of Shushan rejoiced and was glad. The Jews had a light. Verse 16. The Jews had light and gladness, and joy, and honor. And in every province, and in every city, whithersoever the king's commandment and his decree came, the Jews had joy and gladness, a feast and a good day. And many of the people of the land became Jews. Many of the people of the land became Jews. Why? Because for the fear of the Jews fell upon them. They began to fear the Jews because of the level of prosperity Mordecai carried with him from the presence of the king, which affected all the Jews. Are you following what I'm trying to say? This is to help you understand that anybody who goes into the presence of God, who stays in close contact with the presence of God, is somebody who is likely to prosper. The presence of the Lord brings prosperity. 
Hallelujah. Now, if, if I'm sure you've heard these things, you know, growing up and all of that. But sometimes some people, even some, something as, as, as trivial, uh, trivial as um, sometimes people go and see the Obia man or Obia something. And then what they hear is that, you know, as you're trying to do something to them, they say, no, your spirit is different. They say, there's something about your spirit. We can't do nothing to you. We can't touch you. You know, your spirit is different. How many have heard something like that? A friend or a cousin or somebody, neighbor, want to see an Obia person and something, something. They say, no, 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 don't come here. I remember in Europe, there's a particular young lady who um, joined our church, you know, many years ago. And um, she was trafficked into Europe. She was trafficked into Amsterdam. And she entered there to do prostitution. So she was owned by a pimp who will, in the evening, see a couple of girls off to a particular area for them to engage in prostitution. And this particular girl that I'm talking about joined our church, and she was sharing her experience with me. And she said she will, you know, in the night, she will go and stand in this place and you know, people will come and whatever. Then there was a particular white man who used to be a, like a frequenter, somebody who frequent her business, alright, who patronize her business. So, <laughs> the customer, right? <laughs> As a customer, as a customer, you know, he had a card and all of that, loyal, loyal customer. And um, he says that the, the, the white man came a few times, and then at a point, the white man told her. In fact, she said that the white man used to tell her that, but she never took him serious. And the white man told the girl that there's something about you. This, this place, you don't belong here. The white man, I'm talking about a black girl. And so as, even though he will come, and the girl says sometimes he will just give her money and nothing will happen. They won't do anything. He will just be there. He will just be there. It's like, there's something about you that I can even give you money, but I don't even feel like touching. There's no edge to touch you. And by, by the saying of the white man, the girl said one day she, she just followed the man to her house. And that was it. The man loved her cared for her, took care of her. And that's how she left the prostitution business. Are you, are you following what I'm saying? And so there's a certain presence of God that when it comes upon you and when it's with you, it makes you prosper. Are you with me? So it is not so much of your hard work. It's not so much of the excavators you have. It's good to have excavators. <laughs> it's not so much of the business you have. It's not so much of what people think you need to be prosperous, but it's so much of the presence of God upon your life. Are you with me? In the book of Genesis, chapter 39 and verse 1. Genesis 39 and verse 1. The presence of God and prosperity. I believe that God wants us to prosper, but it comes with his presence. And tonight his presence is coming upon you. I said tonight his presence is coming upon you. Hallelujah. The Bible says that Joseph was brought down to Egypt and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, bought him of the hands of the Ishmaelites, which had brought him down there. In verse 2, the scripture says, and the Lord was with Joseph. Somebody say, and the Lord was with Joseph. 
And he was a prosperous man. <laughs> it wasn't because Joseph was a handsome man. It wasn't because Joseph had a dredge. It wasn't because Joseph had a business. It wasn't because Joseph was a hard worker. It wasn't because Joseph went to school. It wasn't because Joseph had a degree. It wasn't because of anything that Joseph had. The Bible says that, and Joseph was prosperous because the Lord was with Joseph. If the Lord is going to be with you, you prosper in the name of Jesus. In other words, the relationship between Joseph and, and God and how close it was is what brought prosperity into the man's life. And it was important to mention it because even though Joseph was going to be killed by his brothers, his, 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 senior, his elder brother Reuben stepped in and he said, no, let's sell him to the Ishmaelites. They sold him to the Ishmaelites. You get it. Even though this was somebody who, uh, as a young boy, was having dreams of, of greatness and, and significance and you know, breaking out of darkness and all of that, it came, a point came in his life where there was darkness, you know, and then sometimes you wonder what is happening. Sometimes you wonder whether God is with us or not. As sometimes we wonder, is God with me or is God is not with you? The Bible says that even though they sold him to the Ishmaelites, he landed in the house of the army commander. Now, a slave in the army commander's house is different from a slave in a security watchman's house. You didn't hear what I said. I said a slave in the house of the army commander of Egypt is better than being a slave in the watchman's house. There are some houses, if you are a servant there, oh God, you are not going nowhere. You are not moving nowhere. But there are houses that if you live and you, if you serve there, your prosperity is guaranteed. I said there are some houses that when you serve there, your prosperity is guaranteed. Hallelujah. And so the Lord be with Joseph, it was directly proportional to his prosperity. I try to say this as often as I can. The Bible and Christianity offers us things that the world cannot offer us. You see, the Bible says, it's the blessing of the Lord that maketh rich. And no sorrow is added to it. There are blessings that you can, I don't know whether I should even call them blessings, but you can acquire things that we can call wealth or riches. But many of them come with problems and issues. I'm telling you. You can buy a bus and put it on a Madia road. Every week, you have to spend money on the bus. Every week. Every week. Before even you realize, the bus has somersaulted into the valley somewhere. And meanwhile, you have not even paid for the bus. You don't have to pay, finish paying for the bus. That, that's, that's, that's not prosperity. It's like you went to bring a curse upon your life. It's like you went to carry some dark demon to come into your life, to come and harass your life. But where the presence of the Lord is, there is prosperity, there is progress, and there is moving forward. Hallelujah. The Bible said, the blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich. So the Lord was with Joseph, then he was a prosperous man. And he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. Now, it's very important to understand this because even as a slave, he prospered. Slaves don't prosper. Yeah, no. Go and ask Kofi at breakdown. <laughs> if Kofi 
at the head of Breakdown, around the president's office, uh, uh, what is it called? Uh, revolution, the school of the revolution. The, the Kufi guy who is standing there for how many years now? If he was prosperous, he would never fight the white people. He would never fight the white people. But he was punishing. Kofi was punishing. So that's why they, they, they started a rebellion. When you're prosperous, you don't start a rebellion. Most of, some, most of rebellion sometimes in the church is based on money. Most people fight in the church and cause problems. Most of the time it's because of money. Yeah. It's because they, they wanted money and they didn't get money. I remember a lady who left our church because she was looking for 80,000. She came to me and I didn't have 80,000 for she. She left the church. Another gentleman came to me to uh, borrow money for her, for his son's uh, uh, um, wedding. He came to borrow money to go and buy a suit to put down for his son's wedding. I was trying to talk him out. He said, Pastor, you understand. I born and grow in Guyana. I need suit for this wedding. I said, big man, you don't need suit. You don't need suit. You are not the one getting married. You don't even have the suit. It's not like you have the suit and you are putting it on and I'm telling you don't put it on. You don't even have the suit. You are coming to borrow money to put on suit for a wedding that you are not the one getting married. One day. One day, four hours. By the time the bacchanal starts, you take off the tie, take off the suit. You sit on the floor and you backballing and then you sweating up. He told me. <laughs> I tell you, this money for Bashman, I tell you. <laughs> he said, Pastor, you don't understand what's going on. I said, What do you mean I don't understand what's going on? He said, I born and grew in Guyana. When your son getting married, you got to dress up. I said, Pastor, you ain't got for dress up. He said, no, Pastor, you understand. Pastor, you going to give me money or not? I ain't got no money for give you. <laughs> he, st- he-, he stopped coming to my church. Yeah. People who fight with you, people who quarrel with you in the church, most of them, it's because of money. Yes. But money does not come just like that. Money comes because of the presence of God. It's one, one, well, I share this testimony most of the time. One day I was praying in the church. I was having a service. I was praying for people. And the, the only white man church member I've had to date um, came to me in the front. You know, white people, they don't believe in God. So when a white man comes to church, it's, 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 it's a strong power that is upon your life. <laughs> so he'll come and he'll sit in the church. And then one day, he used to tell me a few stories, you know. One day, you know, everybody was standing. I was praying for people. And he was holding the chair in front of him. And he said he felt like he was falling down. So he, he had to hold the chair. He said, no, I ain't, going, I ain't falling down nowhere. The white man falling down, he can't understand why he's standing and he's falling down. So he's probably blacking out or collapsing. So he didn't want to experience that. One day I was praying for people. He came to the, uh, to the front and he whispered into my ears. And I was busy praying for people. So I actually didn't, didn't hear what he said. The end of that month, that was, I think, 2017, January or something like that. 2017 or 20, some, somewhere like that. At the end of the month, um, his brother-in-law, who is um, my personal assistant, came to me with a white envelope, fat one like that, and he gave it to me. 
uh, when, uh, when he was giving it to me, he said, oh, um, my, my brother-in-law, the white man, he said I should give it to you, that he promised you every month he's going to give you this envelope for six months. I said, really? He said, yeah, he said he told you. I said, he told me? I don't remember. So every month, every month for, for that, that year, from January to June, every month his brother-in-law will bring an envelope to me at the end of the month. G, not so? I don't know if you were jealous when you were bringing the envelope. You're not jealous, okay? <laughs> That's his brother. He'll come, he'll bring that envelope, white envelope, every month from January to June. It was, it was an amount with six figures. Yeah. A white man. White man don't give you free money, you know. White man don't give you free money. You got to work for your money. He did that from January to June of that year. When it was getting to the end of June, I was in my house on a Monday. A church member called me. And then she said, Bishop! I said, yes, my dear. He said, Bishop, I, I, I need to see you. I said, you need to see me? I said, no, you child. You can't see me. Today is Monday. It's family time. He said, no, Bishop, you don't understand. I please, I need to see you. Can you please allow me to see you? I said, all right. Where are you now? She said, oh, she's at work. I said, okay. I know where you work. So when you close from work on your way home, you pass by the house where I live and then whatever you want to talk about. Thank you very much, Bishop. So around 5.30, getting to 6 o'clock, I saw the person parked in front of my house and then called me that, you know, Bishop, please, I'm here. I went outside. I didn't open the gate. I was right inside the compound. And I asked her, what's the problem? Her hands were behind her back like that. And so when I went close to, gate, to the gate, she took, you know, she removed her hands from her back and said, Bishop, the Holy Spirit says that I should give you this envelope and that I should do it until December. Six figures. So what the white man started in January, this lady continued from July. So the whole year, apart from my regular salary, I got an additional bonus of six figures from January to December. It is only God. It is only God. It is only God. It is only God who does these things. Only God. It's only God. So the presence of the Lord was upon Joseph and he became prosperous. He was a prosperous man because the Lord was with him. Now in chapter 39 again, verse 19. The presence of God is going to make you a rich person tonight. In Jesus' name. And it came to pass. When his master heard the words of his wife, which he spake unto him, saying, After this manner did thy servant to me that his wrath was kindled. His wrath was kindled. And Joseph's master took him and put him into the prison. A place where the king's prisoners were bound. And he was there in the prison. The Bible says in verse 21. 
but the Lord was with Joseph and showed him a mercy and gave him favor. Are you following? So, this same Joseph that the Bible says that God was with him and he was a prosperous man. God, the scripture is unveiling, is explaining, is opening up the issues and the circumstances in his life and the prosperity that came out. I mean, the guy is a slave. What does a slave have? What, what, a slave, what does, what does he have? He doesn't have anything. If you're a slave, you run out of the one who is punishing. Slaves punish. But this slave wasn't punishing. And so he, he landed all the slaves that, that the Ish, Ishmaelites bought. It was only Joseph who landed in the house of the army commander. And he was so prosperous, ladies and gentlemen, he was so prosperous that the army commander's wife liked him. Yeah, that woman used to like little boys. You know, there's some big, big, there's some big aunties who like little boys, no? Big auntie. You're 42, you like a boy of 17. You want to treat him like a baby? Baby dodo, baby dodo. You want to treat him like a baby? You should sleep in your arms. <laughs> Big auntie, 40 something years old. You like a bio of 20 years. That was what was happening. And, and you see that as much as it is a little unreal, it took something for this big woman to like this young boy. I don't think it was a woman's fault. You think it was a woman's fault? I don't think so. As much as you may talk about it and say, oh, this is no... There was something about the boy. There was something about Joseph. Yeah. No, and I was explaining, I explained it. I said it before that. I encountered something similar like that. Yeah, yeah, When I was a little boy, I used to go around dance. I was a dancer. So I used to go around dancing for... For, for prizes, dancing competition, dancing competition. And I, I yeah, yeah, it's not I'm older, I don't know how to dance anymore. But <laughs> I used to dance for prizes. And um, a group of us. And there was this dancing competition that uh, was organized in my, in my area. That we danced, we danced uh, nobody got any prize. The people who organized wanted to collect a lot of gate fee, gate money. So the, the finals went on for about six, seven times. Every final, they say, it's a draw, it's a tie. Every final, final, they say, it's a tie. You know what? They wanted the people to come again next time. Do you understand what I'm saying? So we were dancing our heart out, sweating and all of that. No, no, the organizers, they were smarter than us. <laughs> they were using our small boys. So we prepare, we come and dance with all our heart. Dance number one, number two, number three. Come and see. But Michael Justin's move, Billy Jean, you have black suit, white gloves, and black, black Chinese shoes, and you wear white socks. And you come, Billy Jean, two, 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 two. You dance, uh, they say, it was a tie. Next week, we'll go for another final. They want a, another set of gate money, gate fee. You dance the finals over six times. <laughs> Before they realized that the people were getting a little impatient. So they had to declare a winner. Now, there was a judge who was a big, a big lady. It was a big auntie. And I didn't know what she used to like little boys. So my friends who I used to dance with, one day I went to their house. Lo and behold, on the bed was this big auntie and two of my friends. They playing. They playing catcher. Is it catcher? <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, snap it. Dali House. They're playing Dali House. <laughs> Big auntie and two of my, you know, young friends. Touching she here. You know, lashing she Bobby. Lashing she this. And they, like that. Yeah. <laughs> like that. Like that. And so me too, I grew up to also play the same game. Lashishi Bobby, Lashishi Bobby. Yeah, yeah. You know there are people like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. And so you can understand that as much as it was a very unreal situation that a big man's wife would like a little boy, there was the, 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 the whole thing was about, about Joseph. The Bible says that the virgins love thee because of the ointment. You see, when somebody is anointed, he's attractive. Should I say it again? Attraction comes from anointing. People look at you and say, but you never grow old. Yeah, yeah. Ten years, you're still the same way. I, thought, I mean, I've not seen you in a long time, but you don't grow, you don't age. What has happened to you? It's, it's, it's the presence of the Lord upon a person's life that makes the person prosperous. Hallelujah. So the woman actually couldn't resist it. Because when he looked at the little boy who couldn't give her anything. And a big man who was an army commander who, who had everything to offer. In her quiet moments, she preferred the little boy because of the presence of God upon his life. And the guy was very prosperous. There was something about Joseph in the house. Whatever Joseph will do in the house, it is nice, it is neater, it is better, it has some good things about it. It prospered. The God, God Almighty was with Joseph. And the Bible said he was a prosperous man. And the lady took notice of it. Because Potiphar was such a busy man. And the lady was in the house all the time with Joseph. So the lady was the one who used to see all the things that Joseph would do. Yeah. All the swag. And so she tried to take the liking too far. And Joseph said, no, no, I can't do this. And Joseph tried to, you know, run away. I never see big auntie one rip little by. It's a crime, you know. You got to go to jail. <laughs> so Joseph ran away and left his shirt. And when the lady felt that she was disgraced, because you can't do that to a big woman, a big woman like that. Yeah, no, you can't mean the big woman one one get catch a little play a little catcher. You won't play catcher. You won't disgrace you. No. <laughs> and so it was reported. He came out, and then Joseph was in trouble, and so he was arrested, and he was put in jail. Do you get it? And the Bible says in the, in the same chapter, uh, chapter 39, the Bible said, even in jail, because the presence of God was upon Joseph's life, even in jail, he prospered. You see, with the presence of the Lord, you prosper irrespective of the situation and the conditions. I say with the presence of the Lord, no matter the situation, no matter the condition, you prosper. And so what you and I need is not money, it's the presence. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? You see, if you don't understand, you think that, what is the man saying? How can I leave money and go for the presence of the Lord? As for money, I can see it. 
I can count it. It makes sense to me. As for the presence of the Lord, I don't know what he's going to do for me. And that's why I'm explaining that without the presence of the Lord, when you even get money, it will not last. You will not see your way. Have you ever gotten money and you realize that the money got finished without you knowing what you have done with the money? Is there anybody here like that? Yeah, when you have the presence, it comes with wisdom, it comes with understanding, it comes with knowledge, it comes with unselfishness to an extent that the money that God gives you because of his presence, you can manage it. You don't need money, you need a presence. I say you don't need money, you need a presence. In jail, the Bible says that Joseph, the favor of God was upon his life. And he said, and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. And the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hand all the prisoners that were in the prison. You see, so just like in the early verses in the same chapter, Potiphar gave everything in his house. He put Joseph in charge. Compare Joseph to Kofi. It's a big difference. There was no record in the Bible that Joseph fought for his freedom. Kofi fought for his, his freedom because he was punishing. Joseph didn't punish. He was the one in charge. I don't know whether Potiphar had children or not. But let's imagine that a big army commander and his wife, they must have had one or two children. I mean, let's, 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 let's just assume. And so these children were there, yet the charge of the house was given to somebody who had the presence of God. It's, it's, it's a very major difference, I'm telling you. And so, he put him in charge of his house. Now, that same man went into trouble, Joseph. He went to jail. And then the same presence that lifted him and gave him leadership in the, in the army commander's house, that same presence has also lifted him up in jail. Giving him same responsibility and charge over the, over the people. Just as he was in charge of Potiphar's house, now he's found himself in jail and he's still the head of the boss man in the jail. There's consistency in what the presence of the Lord is doing in Joseph's life. The Bible says that and um, the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hand all the prisoners that were in the prison. And whatsoever they did there, whatsoever they did, everything. Can you give me a new living translation? Maybe it's a little easier. And whatsoever, verse 22, and whatsoever, the warden put all the prisoners who were in the prison under Joseph's authority. The wife of Potiphar thought that she was punishing Joseph. Little did she know that the presence of the Lord, it cannot take punishment. Punishment does not go where the presence of the Lord is. When the presence of the Lord is upon your life, you are exempted from punishment. People will be punishing, you will not punish. As a people will be punishing, you will not punish. Yeah. I was telling you earlier today that in the pandemic, we didn't close our doors, our churches. You know, we didn't close our churches. Even though we were not allowed to meet in a certain number. God gave us wisdom to meet in small groups in different homes. We still took our offering. We still took our tithe. Our church never lacked in paying bills. Yes. We never... The income went down. The income went down by maybe about 
which, which, which is not bad. That's inflation. It's not bad. <laughs> 10% inflation is not bad at all. You get it. But we survived the, 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 the pandemic with still money coming to the church. It, it takes the presence of the Lord to still have a certain amount of money in a time where nobody goes anywhere. In the time of the pandemic, we developed the MMG system. We took over the MMG system. Our church members were paying tithes and offerings to the MMG system. So you don't have to come to church. You just load your MMG and then you send an offering and tithe. We never, we never got broke as a church during the two years of the pandemic. And because God helped us to build this larger church on the West Bank of the Demerara, we were meeting there because we could meet with space. I mean space. I mean, we can have a 10, 10 feet space, 20 feet space if you want it. And we were there, flourishing. We come with our mask. We do our sanitizing and washing of hands and everything. No hugging, no shaking, nothing. I was preaching taking offerings, praying for people. Everything went on the same way. And we continue to prosper and flourish. Hallelujah. Master, you should update your pictures. Huh? <laughs> this is a punishing stage. <laughs> We're punishing at that time. <laughs> if we've gone past that stage, <laughs> we are prospering. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. And um, he was, the word put Joseph in charge of all the other prisoners and over everything that happened in the prison. Just as Potiphar handed over the house, which was his responsibility to Joseph, the prison warden who was paid every month for his responsibilities, gave up his responsibility to Joseph who was not being paid. <laughs> so the prison warden will go to work in the morning and say, Joseph, what's happening? So, boss, everything is okay. So, all right, I'm going home. Call me if there's a problem, okay? Nice. Then he said, by the way, I'm signing, right? 8.30, sign in for me 5.30 that I've left, okay? Don't let anybody know. The prison is yours. Whatever you want to do. That, that is, and Joseph, and I, even though the warden was there, there was no confusion. The people who were in prison did not say, what? The, the, what? the warden is gone. Hey, freedom. No, 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 no. Joseph will assume the role of a warden. And anybody who misbehaves, he writes your name down like talkatives in the classroom. And when a warden comes the next morning, he said, this, 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 they were misbehaving. And they'll be disciplined. So they learn to respect Joseph. He put him in charge of somebody who is a slave. Somebody who has been accused of trying to, what, rape the, the army commander's wife. Look at what has happened. In fact, he should have been put in maximum security prison. No light, no water, no food for years. But it's rather in the prison that he even got promoted again. Let me tell you, when the presence of the Lord is upon your life, you will continue to move forward. You continue to search forward. You continue to rise. Yeah. The warden had no more worries. Can you believe it? It means, like I was saying, he goes to work. Sometimes he doesn't even go to work. He said, Joseph, I'm, I'm not coming tomorrow. <laughs> I'm, I'm on leave though. He said, uh, this, is, this leave is just between me and you. All right? I applied for leave. They didn't give it to me, but I'll be away for one week. All right? Just make sure. He said, oh, no, don't worry. You, you, know, you know everything will be all right. 
the warden had no more worries because this man ended up connecting to somebody who has the presence of God upon his life. I'm saying this to say that there is something called the presence. God is our father. Just as you have a father in the house and he takes care of your needs, as you live with God, as we dwell with God, as we go into the presence of the Lord and his presence is with us, the presence will cause us to prosper. It's the presence that makes the difference. Joseph took care of everything. In other words, in other words, in other words, it wasn't Joseph who was taking care of everything. It was the God element upon Joseph's life. Because Joseph, it's impossible for Joseph to take care of everything. Are you with me or you're sleeping? Have you gone home already? We're closing just now. I'm saying that it is impossible for a human being to take care of everything. What do you mean by everything? Everything can only be taken care of by extra natural ability. Supernatural ability. That is what shows the extent of the presence of God upon Joseph's life. That every, I mean, everything is not a simple statement to say that everything was okay. There's never everything okay. I mean, <laughs> we use that word very often. I mean, in marriages, when you get fed up, you can say, you always treating me like that. Always is a very serious word. Always, every second, every minute, every hour, every day, every week, every month, every year. That's always. Is that what you're saying? Is it true? It's impossible that it is always. It is impossible that it is never. There is sometimes, no, don't say never. Maybe ever. There are some one or two times that the things happen. But no, don't say never. In the same way, to say Joseph took care of everything, everything, every detail, every single T was crossed, every single I was dotted, every comma, every full stop, every colon, every semicolon, every exclamation mark, every question mark, everything was intact. It got to be something supernatural. You got to be something supernatural. Because as human beings, there's always going to be something that we don't do well, that we don't do right, that is missing, that we lack, or that is at fault with us. The other day I was preaching, I was saying that. How many people in the congregation know that as much as you look cute, there's something little about you that you wish God had changed a little bit. Everybody lifted up their hands. Because there are people who say, man, I look okay, but me head too big. (laughs) I don't know what happened when God was making me. Maybe when he was making my head, he was a little tired. So he put too much clay. (laughs) Or someone say, you know what, man, I okay, man. But you know, I wish I had a little bit, a little more height, you know, yes. That's why I like wearing high heels so that, you know, at least even though I'm not high, I have. There's almost, there's almost nobody here on earth who does not wish that something about them was not the way it, it is. How many agree with me? Yeah. Pastor Joshua, are you there? Yeah. Maybe it's your hair. So, ah, God should have given me a little bit of more hair, you know. And as you grow, realize that the hair is going fast. <laughs> Maybe it's your eyes. Your eyes are too small. 
or your eyes are too big or maybe your forehead is too big <laughs> like you know it's in Ghana that you hear short man big man tall man broke man all kind of man then I, then I, a while ago I had big teeth everything <laughs> span up oh lord <laughs> it means that there's something little that could have been worked on I know in God's wisdom he does that so that we will feel humble and we'll, we'll boast because of God and not because of what we have in the same way I'm, I'm trying to explain that for Joseph to take care of everything, Joseph to take care of everything it was almost impossible it had to be the presence of God that the first verses of Genesis chapter 39 speaks about that made Joseph able to able he was able to take care of everything the Lord was with him and caused everything he did to succeed hey hey everything he did to succeed no this is very different everything don't we want everything in our hands to succeed is that not something we want how do you get everything in your hands to succeed to get connected to the president to be related to rich men around to go into politics what makes everything in your hands succeed according to the bible when God is with you I came to tell you that you need the presence of God upon your life. That presence will bring you every single thing you need. It will give you a good husband. It will give you a good wife. It will bring you money. It will bring you progress. It will extend your life and extend your days. It will show you mercy and kindness. When the presence of the Lord is upon your life, you do not lack anything. Where is the presence? It's right here. Can we stand? It's right here. It's right here. Thank you, Jesus. It's the presence of the Lord. The difference is in the presence. Lift up those hands. Lift up those hands. Lift up those hands. The presence of the Lord is here tonight. The presence of the Lord is here tonight. The presence of the Lord is here tonight. It's coming on you. It's coming on you. He wants you to prosper here right here in Madia. Your prosperity is going to be different. There's a type of prosperity that only God brings. It's a type of prosperity that only comes from God. Everything in your hands will succeed by the power of this presence. Receive it now. Receive it now. Receive it now. If your heart desires the presence, like on Joseph, the Bible says, and the, and the presence of the Lord was with Joseph. If your heart desires the presence of the Lord, uh, wherever you are, from your heart, from your heart, uh, uh, pray and say, Lord, I need your presence. From your heart, deep in your heart, say, Lord, I long for your presence. I want to be like Joseph. Everything in my hands, oh God, I want it to succeed. 
presence of God is here. Receive it now. Receive it now. Karon dere me kabras katana bababa. Rikabarobo site bere me kabraba is coming on you. It's coming on you. Kabolen dere me kabras itabaraba kabron dere bobo. Makatabala makabraba the presence, the presence, the presence of God that brings that brings prosperity. The presence of God and prosperity is coming on you now. It's coming on you now. It's coming on you now. Receive it now in the name of Jesus. Receive it. Karon dese bere me makatayaba. Call upon the presence of the Lord now. It makes you prosper. It makes you do well. It makes you go forward and not go back. It makes you rise. It makes you soar. You'll be above only and not below. It is a presence that caused Joseph to prosper. May that presence rest upon your life. We believe you have been blessed by the powerful teaching of God's word. For booking and more information on the ministry of Bishop Collins, please call us on 592-225-6760 or email us at shepherdhousegy at gmail.com. You can also log on to www.shepherdhouseinternational.org. God richly bless you.